How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. A star-studded show once again. Nothing but the best we're giving you. High-quality, high-paid talent right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome. I'm Santa Cruz Dean from Taco. Hello, Taco. Taco. You're talking about the guests when you say stars and high-paid and adjectives like that. Not us. No. Are they under the table? I don't don't know. (laughs) High-paid stars? I'm excited. We're getting paid for this show? Yeah, I guess we are now. It's radio. We're extra? You have a history in radio, Miss. I think you know what the answer to that is. Uh, that's the voice of Carla Collins, named 2015 Comedian of the Year by the Southern California Motion Picture Council. Um, and Carla is an award-winning comedian, actress, television, radio host, and author. You might remember her when you were back here in Toronto many years ago doing radio, Major Market. Yeah. And uh, and now you're in L.A. full-time. You have your web series, Carla Collins Comes Clean. You have your production company, Shenanigans. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's not my company, but I work oh. with them on a couple things. And your regular ce- celebrity panelists on Super Channels, Too Much Information. Oh, my God, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, welcome, Carla. Hi, Sam. Good to Finally. see you. Finally, you're here. Excited. We've been waiting. Then then we got this guy back, Darren Frost. <laughs> yep, I'm back. <laughs> I laugh because we're going to talk about Woo! some uh, social media shenanigans that went on this week. Yep. And uh, what Darren's been up to lately. He's, of course, a Canadian comedian, voice actor, and performer. You recognize him from a lot of commercials. He's always playing some um, character, some mascot or some... Yep, before my stand-up career caught up to me. Yes, I did a <laughs> lot of mascot roles. If you had a funny suit and some Febreze and some money, I'd jump in it. That's what I was I've always on. wanted to be a mascot. Oh, they're great. <laughs> it's great. I feel like you can really do... Everybody loves yeah. you and you could... I mean, right. there's only a couple of mascots that are hated. Yeah. And you can do anything and you, you get to become a whole other... Creature. Yeah, it's great. Well, and Darren uh, is known with his partner in crime, Kenny Robinson and Rankin Vile. And of course, you have your big show, Happy Thoughts. Yes. Coming at Yuck February Yucks. 22 to 25, right Toronto on. downtown. We'll talk more about that. And KJ Preston. Hello, KJ. Hello. Mr. Producer from Barry. Um, <laughs> you started Yuck Yucks in Mississauga. I did. And, and then Second City. And then you've got a show coming up with the Miss Carla Collins here. I do. It was on Friday. Oh, the We're going to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Gilda's talk Club. About it. Oh, yes. Oh, the Gilda's Club. I yes. wanted to talk. I, I, okay, we're going to talk about that, obviously, as a cancer uh, person that I am. I hate the word survivor. Uh, as a cancer person. I don't, like person. Pan, I don't like cancer woman. <laughs> I go with cancer person. Superhero. I don't like the gender uh, labels. But that's great that Gilda's Club, they do events here in Toronto as well. And that was an, another great event you guys did. So that's great. I'm really happy about that. You'll have to fill us in as we go along yes. on this aw- awesome episode. So we're talking off mic, actually, and we're going to talk about it now because it's it's a great, um, my voice. And I had two shows Friday night and I was kind of like, I like talking to like the tribe of comedians who coach me. You guys have been doing it so long. And Darren was saying, watch out, you don't blow your voice out and stuff. Darren, you completely changed your voice and persona after your first few years in stand up. Yep. And you went from this zany, squeaky clean, hey character. Sure. 
to the raw, uncensored, hard-hitting Oh, the people. devil, yeah. What, ca- <laughs> what caused the change? Uh, Canadian show business. Come on. You st- spend enough time in, in the belly of the beast, you don't come out the same person. Uh, I was a happy, kind of go-lucky guy, but that wasn't really me. I was, you know, creating a character that I thought audiences want to hear. And then I just said, you know what? When you're in a car for 12 hours in Saskatchewan, be who you want to be. And if you bomb or kill, it doesn't really matter. So I kind of switched over after a couple of years. I was very heavily influenced by uh, Woody Allen and Emo Phillips. Mm. So I was like, I had a funny outfit. I had a separate bag for my clothes, which is also annoying on the road, having a a bag for clothes. So uh, now I just wear what I want to wear, and it's a lot better. Yes. So, Carla, how... um how did you evolve, let's say, when you started in comedy from the early days to kind of all the different things you're doing now? Oh, that's a big evolution as well, because I really didn't do comedy back then. I'd host because I was working in TV and radio and didn't need that kind of hassle. I also was had a huge, I was very nervous about going on stage. And you also started really? in Montreal, right? Um, I started in Montreal yes. and did comedy for a year and then said, I don't need this crap and left. Because <laughs> Montreal at that time had a small comedy mm-hmm. community, not like mm-hmm. Toronto or Vancouver, so... That's exactly. also a factor, right? And, you know, I, the, the other comics were, I mean, I just didn't have a thick enough skin for it, and I had full-time work, but it was my first love, so about in 2011, I went back full-time, and because uh, I stopped caring what people thought, and I really mm. didn't was no longer nervous, and uh, for me, really, well, dark humor, very slimming. Uh, my, mom, <laughs> my, my mom passed away two years ago, and I've noticed uh, that my humor's gotten a lot darker. Blacker. But as you know, I used to be perky and happy and successful, and you just want to punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not so much. So I think that uh, that also gets reflected in your comedy. But, you know, in, yeah. in a good way. It's no, fine. No, it's I'm, funny. It, it being just, more authentic like Darren. That's right. Authentic comes up a lot. We'll talk to KJ about that too in a second. But uh, Carla, just something that struck me that you just said, and then I guess it was the 90s when you were in Montreal doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was here in Toronto. And I also... Uh, and you were here in Toronto, and actually, you were kind enough to take me for lunch and talk comedy. Man, I'm a peach. So nice. <laughs> I told you I used to be happy. Wow. Very nice lady. And you're on radio and all that stuff. Uh, but I also left comedy at that time because I don't, I, I didn't have a thick enough skin for what was being said to me from some of the male counterparts, and. Um, and I it's know, a boys club. I know. What do you say? Not, not as much now. In the nineties, no, it was yeah. terrible. Not as yeah. much, but you, you but know, you don't, I don't want to play that card. I don't. You I know, know boys too. or girls. I. Me too. I, I think you have to have a. You just have to be ready for it. Just wasn't. But you don't as much like Darren said as you did. Now there's many venues. There's many producers, That's right. and those mm-hmm. producers are also women. Yes. They're they're uh, queer comics. Whatever whatever category you want to put them in, they're now producing their own shows. In the '90s, it wasn't like that. In the '90s, comedy was controlled by generally three dudes. <laughs> yes. And that was it. And if they liked female comedy at the time and they liked what you did, you got through. If they didn't for whatever reason, you didn't. So yeah. the path wasn't the same in the '90s as it was today. And that's sad, but at least it's much better now. That's not great for the 40 and 50 year old comic that gave up, but yeah. it's better for the 20 to 30 or 40 year old oh, doing sure. it now. Well, sure. And it wasn't so much like I, you know, people gave me good opportunities. I think also you have, it just has to be something I just didn't have the stomach for it then. I would, couldn't mm. eat the entire week and it was just, it was just too difficult and I thought this should be fun. And now, I mean, I, you know, I do solid 45 at a garage sale <laughs> the opportunity came up I mean it's um, I think Darren would agree and the uh, same with uh, KJ you have to love it yeah. because yeah. why else would you be at the comedy store at midnight right I know. you know I mean it's, it's not lifestyle. glamorous so it's a lifestyle thing and I think yeah uh, 
and again, I hate playing the female card too. I think it's ridiculous. But I hate, when people ask me, you know, what's a, what's the key to being a su- successful female comic? I think the same thing as a successful like giraffe funny. comic. Be yeah. funny. Yeah. Why the word female before it really makes me kind of break out into a rash. Well, the word funny is important in any kind of thing you want to attach to comedy, whether it's the dirty versus clean mm. argument, the exactly. prop comic or whatever category mm. of comedy you want to put yourself in. Sketch. It's funny, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a sketch party. I wish for the last 25 years I was in a sketch troupe and not writing my suck jokes, you know what I mean, by myself. Because <laughs> they know how to have in fun. In a dark room. They, they have fun. They're they're like, uh, the party was unbelievable. You go to a comedy party with stand-up comics, everyone's standing in the corner just hacking on each other. It, it was sad. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you forget after a ma- an amount of time in this business, funny is important. Yes. Uh, there was yeah. a great point about that, actually. I remember, like, when Tig Notaro came here this year and mm-hmm. she was doing one of these panels at JFL 42... Somebody in the audience asked her that. Some newer comics was like, you know, I'm going out hitting all these shows. How did you deal with, because Tig was starting in late 80s, early 90s. How did you deal with the boys club and all this stuff that said to you? And, and Tig just said, you know what? I'm sure that did happen. She goes, but if you just concentrate on doing rooms where you are comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just always can kill and, you, and, and you're completely comfortable. She goes, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just have to not worry about what anybody else is doing. Focus on your material. You have to do every show. If you're doing stand-up mm-hmm. in a laundromat, you're doing stand-up in a laundromat. If you don't like the people that are at the show... Do your set, focus on yourself, and leave right away. And just mm-hmm. go on to your next show, and that's it, right? And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's something really sage about that. That's well, totally true. it's Malcolm Gladwell. It's mastery. You want to put yeah. in your 10,000 hours. That's right, yeah. 10,000 hours. Which, it, I have a really tantric show. I put it all in in the one week. <laughs> well, 10,000 hours at seven minutes at a time. The room. For me? <laughs> that's, I, I'll be that's dead. Me. I'll be dead. <laughs> that's me, KJ Preston, uh, who's a producer from Bear. We'll talk more about producing shows sure. and kind of things we are talking about earlier and how that's evolved over the years, too, from, from when Carla and Darren started and where we're at today. I'm Santa Carisi on Inside Jokes with a great cast of characters, Carla Collins, Darren Frost, and KJ Preston on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Inside Jokes, the show about comedy, everything you want to know. We talk about the joke behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, with people who've done it for a long time. And uh, there's a lot, uh, you know, there's a natural fascination with comedy, uh, I think, out there. In terms of our social order, I think comedy ranks pretty high. I want to talk about that with my panel today. Uh, I was a guest on a brother-sister station, 900 CHML, and they asked me, because last week was just before SNL was coming on, uh, and the talk was, was Rosie O'Donnell going to play Trump, right? So the question they were asking me was... You Not know, play Trump, but play Bannon. Right? No, it was or Bannon. Bannon, Steve sorry. Bannon, yeah. pa- Bannon, sorry. Right. Because of her fight with Trump and all that yes, stuff. Sorry yes. about that. So what I mentioned on that show, and I want to talk about with you guys, is that I feel, uh, so the Trump camp got upset when Melissa McCarthy played, and she ended up playing it again this week, uh, Spicer. Mm-hmm. Mainly because she's a woman and all that stuff, right? And so that's why all the Rosie O'Donnell stuff came out. And so we were talking about this. And I said... I think what happens with politicians in particular, like they circumvented the the media through the election, right? Right. And they said it was all their own uh, social media following that basically got them there. But one thing is hard for everybody to circumvent and get around is comedy. And there's a lot of power in comedy. And I I quoted Sandra Badalini's letter to the prime minister because 
uh, we're a bunch of us are, are making a movement on making comedy as art in this country so comedians have access to the $550 million that the Liberals allocated. And Good luck with that fight. Yeah, I know, I know. But That's why we, I keep saying how beautiful Justin Trudeau looks shirtless. I, yeah, like way better yeah. than Putin. I'm just that's saying. A, that's and a, that's I, I hope he argument. hears me. I that's hope a, he hears me and a better gives some of that 55 million. I think, right, I think that's what I it just comes need down 50. To. I'm not going to be an animal about it. I'm not going to be a pig dog. <laughs> I mean, 50 comedy. Of the million. Comedy's always been the great equalizer, and it's always been the the light in the darkness of the political arena. Right. Like you can go back in time. You know, whether you want to go back to the king and the jester time, yes. or mm-hmm. even even someone like in the uh, like the Smothers Brothers era, where a lot of comics did some a lot uh-huh. of work that still stands the test of time if you go to youtube and watch some of those episodes of the smothers brothers you'll be blown away with what they're getting away with that you would never see on kimmel or the shows that you see today and that's that's part of it it's like it's it's the comics job not all comics things on sanford and son you would never see exactly all in the family would never happen but but the idea of and it's not for every comic to be a truth teller i hate that that we should all be truth tellers but the ones that want to do it they should have the light shone on them because i think they're saying important work whether it's guys like you know uh lee camp right now uh, who's out in new york doing some really hard-edged political stuff or even tom simmons another american or kenny robinson in canada who's doing a mm. lot of um, uh, political stuff these are and of course uh, martha chavez does a lot of political yeah. stuff as well mm-hmm. these are all people that should have the light shone on them for the political uh, comedy they're doing and Maggie Casella. And of course, uh, Maggie. and Maggie, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie does it. And I mean, I, I start, I'm living in the States now, and yeah. I was not typically I a political comedian, but I've become one because right. I'm a really lazy writer. <laughs> really a lot of uh, access to a lot of material. But I believe Kenny Robinson said this on Facebook, and you probably know better, Darren, but he said, right. Trump could be, you know, what could finally bring him down is satire. Yes. So mm-hmm. it is very powerful. There like, I go. often see us as like rodeo clowns. We're just distracting from the bull right. like, yes. and entertaining. Um, but also, yeah, that's... I think Trump's We're the ones that. that can can really talk because everything has yes. become so censored and politically correct. Right. Um, I was one of the things I've really noticed is that dark comedy is so celebrated now in the clubs and mm-hmm. you know in movies or what have nasty you. Nasty show at JFL. Edgy, yeah. but on social media, a lot of snowflakes, very sensitive. And I right. know that there's a lack of context there, but you know, gosh, I said something about Beyonce and ten million people jumped on oh, me. I, know. I don't yeah. have that many followers, but ten <laughs> right. jumped on me. Um, <laughs> It, I like talking about this power in comedy because I think we're going to see it more and more, particularly with what's happening in the States politically. And um, that's what we're talking about here today on Inside Jokes, uh, the power of comedy. And, and uh, back to Sandra Badalini's point, what she was making to Trudeau, which was he didn't have the marketing dollars that Harper did in the election. And she contests, which a lot of co- comedians contest, which makes sense. It was the comedians who stood on stages in front of live audiences kind of bashing Harper, which gave more power to the Trudeau camp, one right. could argue, right? right? And I think... I, really I mean, wanted... everybody was, was bashing Harper, not just comedians. Yes. The press was... It was yeah. a full frontal but assault, it was, but yes. But the power of the comedians, I think, is kind of under... Like not giving the attention. And Why I didn't just... that work for Trump then? Because well, a lot and more here's, comedians and here's the thing. Trump joke. Yeah, right. yeah the, the Trump thing. Trump gets right. so angry... At the satire. Yes. That's the thing. That's why it is beautiful. Whether it works or not, it doesn't matter. It's getting him angry. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when he's angry, he does stupid things, which you then can show the light on to his followers mm-hmm. at 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. when he tweets something that's just totally heinous. Yes. He's only saying that because the little pinprick started with SNL on a sketch. 
Yeah. Yes. And the fact that the president of the United States is going on his own right. Twitter and picking fights with people. Sh- right. SNL. Yeah. Tweeting yeah. like Power a 13-year-old. Yeah, you know, I love who he wants to take down. Like, there's nuclear warheads pointed at SNL <laughs> right. and Australia. But, like, yeah. you know, he's going to take down ISIS, but he was upset by Hamilton the musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He prefers the Russian one, Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be at Gilda's Club <laughs> on Friday. Putin on the Ritz. <laughs> yeah. That, we're going to hear more from our gang here. Uh, Carla Collins, KJ Preston, and Darren Frost on Instagram. Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640. This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. And now we're back on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640. We're talking about power and politics. And just SNL, uh, we're just saying the best ratings, right, Carla? You're saying in 22 years? Best ratings years. in 22 years is what came out last week. And uh, obviously, they're enjoying a renaissance, a yes. new audience. And it's it's become more must-see tune-in TV, mostly for often the Trump opening. I mean, Alec Baldwin, you could also argue, I have friends in New Zealand that feel like Alec Baldwin, not unlike when Will Ferrell, portrayed a kind of a lovable George Bush that he also may have gotten him elected because, yes. you know, he was funnier, more charming. It's a hilarious know? character. And sometimes that has the opposite effect of what you're looking to do. Yeah, That's you a shine pa- a light on it mm-hmm. and it's out there now. Right. Every week they're taking shots at Trump. It keeps Trump's name in the in the, in the papers uh, where he's already kind of given up. He doesn't care about it. He's got his Twitter followers. That's how he got in. So if you keep his name in the media for him, job well done. And that's why I, I, I am on the side of I don't think SNL should have had him as a host. I think it yeah, shined a light on it, and yeah. they should never have done that. Just gave him a platform of greater audience right. you know and what? endorses like I, him. I'm Buffoon so- or not. Yeah, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't want to say his name again because like Candyman and he might just show up, you know, like yucks or something. But, but you yeah. can't help because from by the time we finish the show, we'll get out of here and he'll yes. have done like 12 crazy things. And yes. You know, you sometimes it just that's what's happening. You yeah. do want to address if you do. I mean, I do a lot of pop culture, current events because of the radio and TV background. So that's the kind of stuff I, I generally like to write about, whether it's Grammys or Trump. Or, but even if you write about that stuff, Trump leads in exactly. because all the pop culture is around Trump yeah. right now. Yeah. What stars think about them, what this guy says about Trump on this Grammy nominee, whatever. It's all Trump and I'm it's Trump overkill. It, uh, we're all trumped out, trumped but out. but if you're not, if you say I'm trumped out, does he win? Because then he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the like what Darren was saying. Like the fact that he shows you instantly, he reacts instantly to this stuff. Kind of means that you should keep going with it because it. And it yes, it gets hacked very fast, but it is effective. So it's kind of like you don't want to turn away from it. Like in the George Bush years, mm-hmm. obviously there was tons of material that came from that. He was lampooned mm-hmm. constantly. He never reacted to it. He never paid attention because no, he was to busy as as you know. running the most powerful country in the world. <laughs> exactly. So the yeah. thing is, that you can go Trump adjacent too. Like, as of press time, has anyone heard from Melania? I feel like we could <laughs> yeah. re- repurpose the Save Kitty Holmes t shirts because I'm concerned we have not seen her since yeah. he got elected. Yeah, she went into Scientology uh, deep, deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really deep. And Melania is my favorite part of Trump. Because, you know? Well, and that's. Outfits. It's like a double-edged sword, too, right? Like, when, when, when during the Bush years, I remember Bill Maher said, he was like, you know, as a comedian and as a host of Late Night, people come up to you all the time and go, oh, this must be great for comedians. And he was like, well, sure, but if I could take back the maybe 20 minutes of material right. I got oh, from eight gosh, years yeah. of getting yeah. all yeah. and torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Would be like a safe planet. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to I'll write five more minutes. minutes. I'll yeah. write a new for, 20 minutes yeah. on something else. Yeah. And God forbid they get shot and then you lose all that material, you got to start again. That was one comment. I hate to be Look, so if 
Trump like, resigns, I'll just do Pokemon Go jokes for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll wear funny pants. I'll act happy. Everyone gets a I'll treat at the end happy. of the show. There'll be no more negativity. I'll, I'll go to Sick Kids Hospital in a clown outfit every single day. Now, you I said mean, no more mad negativity, and you just said you're going to show up somewhere in a clown outfit. Uh, for yeah. Sick Kids. <laughs> no for Sick cookies, Kids. Yeah. Terrifying for the children. KJ's so quiet. Pennywise. What do you say on all this, KJ? I don't. I don't have much to say about it. I don't have a lot of political uh, um, content. Yeah, content in my uh, in my uh, set. But I will say it's like I tell my children. You know, when someone's poking you and poking you, if you ignore it, it goes away. As soon as you react to it, it becomes mm-hmm. worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like Trump's surrounded by a bunch of people that are afraid to tell him to shut up. Mm-hmm. And if someone just had the ball. Can I say balls? That's balls okay, to say it. Uh, then maybe take his phone away and and uh, and block his Twitter from him. Maybe a lot of this would go away. Okay. That's a wise nugget from KJ. Trump is a rash. rash. <laughs> like, Trump is. is a rash. But he, this, again, I, I agree that he has no one because I, I'm feeling the same thing about my gal Beyonce and I take a mm-hmm. lot of heat whenever I say anything, but I feel like no one around her because they're counting on a lot of money to say anything and... What the hell was that pregnancy what shot about? That? She's in a veil. She's kneeling down. Why don't her panties a- and bra match? She's got a lot of money. Like, is that just some symbolism that I'm just not cool enough to get? Because why are there flowers in an old car? Is she's Those- taking herself too seriously. Well, they're not she- Jay-Z's twins. Come on. Those are Obama's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. One each from somebody else. I, well, that, again, that's what I mean where I, I don't think, like, sometimes a star, you know, I was watching on the Grammys. I'm like, I, what kind of fever dream is this? Right. But I think. What's it ma- what does it mean, think- by the way? What what did her whole thing mean? You're asking. I don't have a. Clue. I know. I've been searching for answers. I just I assume the Illuminati knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Illuminati. I'd rather watch Trump dance. <laughs> All I know is I lactated while she was on. Wow. <laughs> All I kept looking as. Like my pregnancies, like I, I didn't get out of my stretchies, and this one's wearing like all his jewelry and this, just the whole thing. She was taking herself way too seriously. Beyonce, you're right. I think it's a, I'm so tell. terrified I would be like that. Like I would just be oh, if I was pregnant, I'd just be in a thong and a tube top, the Canadian flag. Come on, if I had that money, I would do the same thing. I'd wear that, the same that's outfit. The thing. I would wear the same. I'd lactate on TV. I wouldn't care. But you're an outfit I own guy this station. again. I own this station. Come on. Awesome. We're going to talk yeah. about with Darren Frost after the break about um, some, some content. No, about babies. <laughs> sure, let's sick, go there. Your sick children. Yes. Uh, something you did on stage. Right. And then someone in the audience, yep. uh, their child just died the day before. Yes. Yeah, so I got heckled really Why harsh. Why were they at a show? Well, that's the thing. So I'm getting heckled uh, horribly in London, Ontario. Wait, wait, wait. Which Sorry, we'll do it after, wait, the break. after the break. After the break. Because there's a whole thing. Teaser. Teaser. Yeah, on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. And we're back at Inside Joke, the show, Inside Jokes too, the plural one, multiple jokes, uh, multiple sarcasm. Okay, okay, we're talking about uh, Darren Frost, Yeah, and you were just on stage at Yuck Yucks. So, uh, uh, the town of London, Ontario has always okay. been trouble for me. It's every <laughs> mistake in my career has happened in there, whether I get heckled or attacked or whatever, or death threats. It's always in London, Ontario. So, I'm in London, Ontario again. I'm doing a show, and this is when I used to do 10 minutes on the health of my children, because both of them had serious health problems, like open-heart surgery when they were born, oh like severe, severe things, and I found the funny in that. Imagine that. Anyway, so I do my 10 minutes, and this table just 
starts heckling me like malicious. Like it's not. It's on now. Totally on. Hammer fight. I'm back and forth for 20 minutes but of the whole show. But what were they saying? Just give me an example. Like, you know, you, you stop talking about this. You're horrible. You suck. You know, all the words that you can't say on the radio were thrown at me, and I'm saying things back. You know, I'm I can handle myself. Always you. You always. I can get handle this. myself. Yeah. So then, you know, they eventually get kicked out. The show kind of ends. The show's over. And then the next day, I just get an email from this lady saying, "Look, I want to apologize from our table last night." Um, the day before our baby died and uh, we just couldn't handle hearing about your son and all that health stuff. And I'm like, you know, in that moment, I felt bad for them. I didn't feel bad for the show because I'm, I, I don't, no one gets a card at the beginning right. of the show. It's like if you hear stuff you don't like, just quietly leave. But we live we in a world, yeah. we're in a world where it's like I don't want to hear this, so I'm going to stop everyone from hearing it. And alcohol's involved, and and my baby died. And you know, it's sad, horrible. A baby died. I get mm. it. But you know what? When my baby dies, I stay home for a week. Well, you know what? If they turn on the news and oh, they could have wow. seen something equally as offensive, of course, or a movie, you could watch of a course. movie. Exactly. You don't really know. But why is it me? Why couldn't it have been someone else? It's always me. Well, my you, baby died. Dear Darren, my baby died. Well, you had the big one when you were talking about your skin cancer. Many cancer years ago, attack. And someone screamed at you. Someone don't screamed talk at about me. Cancer. Don't, you don't have cancer. And I'm like, okay, this is where it's going to go. That you was London, Ontario. Yeah. Wait, wait. That was Darren, London, Ontario. Darren rolled up his sleeves and showed the scars the scar. from his skin yep. cancer. Sure. See that. Malicious. Darren, horrible. don't play. No. I just want to have hashtag dead babies. Yes. <laughs> <Just> com <because laughs> goes right to my website. Deadbabies.com goes to DarrenFrost.com. Market that. You're Market the face that. of dead babies. Yeah, you, nice. yeah. you and wow. London have a very tumultuous yeah. history. What is London's yeah. tough. They're very yeah. conservative. Yeah. Why? I find. Why is it, Carla? It's white collar, so therefore it breeds young. It's also uh, very white. Young <laughs> d bags because they have a lot of money, <laughs> right? And their parents pay for everything. So there you go. Well, that's why KJ, they have a show going on. With the Miss Carla Collins there in uh, Barrie. That's right. Nicer people. Much nicer There's a good people. town. What a segue. a segue. I yeah. think the yeah. woman who came, <laughs> the woman babies. who booked me came to see my show, and she was like, okay, you're not going to do any of this, are you? Which is always, <laughs> um, and I said, no, I'll do a more of a corporate. We'll see. We'll see how it is. But That's, it is for Gilda's Club, and KJ can tell you February 24th more. at Ferndale Banquet Hall. KJ, talk yes. to me. Well, it's, it's a fantastic event. I go on before Carla, so I'll set the... The oh. table. I'm gonna. I know a lot of people going. It's not a corporate crowd, so um, it'll be great. It's I rally for cancers. Uh, Gilda's Club Beach Fest, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic event. We have uh, six comics, in- including Carla Collins and Andrea Murray. You might know her. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. She's hosting, and well, you know we'll yeah, take the temperature dinner. of a room with a rectal thermometer. Mm. So that's good. Tasty. I love that. Like doing that. Like uh, in these type of events, you have to do that, right? You kind of have to see who's there, and like KJ indicated just now, telling you ahead of time specifically. But it's important, right? Talk to producers who's who's in the audience, so you could shift well, as your much material. as possible. Sure. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm the hired entertainment, so you want to, you know, not. Right. Um, deeply wound everyone, you know, because it's not a club show or your show specifically. Yes. So I, it's a bit also, of a balance. Also, it's not London. It's Barry. <laughs> Thank God. It's Barry. When I played London last year, Darren, there were people, like, I always say halftime. I grew up with a big sports family, but so I'd, I'd gone on in the first half and they were just, I hope, where's your husband? Oh, yeah. Does he know what you, are you here, kidding but me? You know, you, you're oh, a pretty girl God. and you should just, you came out in a dress and then I didn't expect any of that. I don't know <laughs> whose voice it is. I think it's my realtor, Pat. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I can't do impressions they, of anyone yeah. who's known. And now you have a house in St. Thomas. Good for Pat. <laughs> so, Carla, has it ever come out when you've gone to, you've done so many fundraisers, so many events, you never know the audience. You kind of do, but you don't. Mm. 
you ever gone out and like even Darren, any of you, um, and really have to abandon a lot of your material in your head and go, okay, I cannot do that, 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 that. What am I going to do? Because yep, you go yeah, off of with course. a set that you think you're going to do, well, and then you look at the audience and go, oh my the God. F- the second they say fundraiser, you don't really have a set in your head until you get to the venue. Because yes. they can tell you all they want, and the producer can go, this is what's going to happen, and this is what the show is, and you can write a set in your head. But the second you get there, and you realize that they're either all drunk or incompetent, or they're very, very uptight and quiet, yes. affects what show you're going to do. So I don't really make those decisions. I don't know what Carl does, but until I see the room, yeah, you then don't I talk know what to the I producer. Do. Right, exactly. <laughs> then you talk to the producer, and then you adjust their expectation. Because yes, they, they that's don't, important, they, too. They don't run a lot of shows a lot of times, fundraiser people. They just run a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't know the difference. Right, Carla? I have a quick... St- I don't know if we have time, but I have a story where my manager booked me and got me to do it for free, saying there'd be directors and producers in the crowd, which oh, in LA means... Yeah. And it's in the Valley, so unless yeah. it was porn producers, like, oh, yes. Um, you know, Captain America, Civil Horror, I loved your work. So um, <laughs> I walk in, guys. It's a dojo, first of all, Darren. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Called what the House that? of Champions. Nice. Yeah. Like karate, karate and kickboxing. Oh, dear. And yeah. there are 300 kids their ages in a oh. carriage... To yeah. 18, jacked, chocolate Rorschachs, oh. you know, like just Rorschachs tests all over their face. Yeah. And there's 30 parents who look like they want to kill themselves. Oh and I gosh. had to do it in a kickboxing ring without my high heels on, which is where I get my power. It's like <laughs> Thor without the hammer. So now you just got a chiseled blonde. And um, they said, don't worry, the kids won't pay attention. They were in the ring with me, but they're hanging off the rope. So oh, I was doing my, Lord. you know, I was, what does the fox say? I don't know from kids. I'm doing my best Yoda impression, <laughs> which got me heckled by an eight year old, in case you want to know what rock bottom <laughs> looks like. Oh, <laughs> who said, don't do Yoda, do Luke Skywalker. Yeah, duh. Don't give anybody on this panel a hundred bucks if they can do a killer Luke Skywalker. I'm like, kid, have you seen the last Star Wars? Even Mark Hamill doesn't do Luke Skywalker anymore. What are you even talking about? And I had to do 20 minutes oh, of this is kid great. stuff. I could talk, I want to talk more I about this. I adopted three of them and I'm dating them. I know, a comic that, I know a comic that was heckled by a voice box. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you suck. You suck. I want that to happen to me. Oh, me too. <laughs> More on inside jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Inside Jokes. We're talking comedy with some people who know a lot about it. Carla Collins, Darren Frost, KJ Preston here. Welcome. We were talking before the break about um, some scary shows you show up to. <laughs> Carla played to kids. That was like Kate Trevor Wilson who played a baby shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had the bathroom at the Ritz Carlton for a kid. Oh, yes. At a bar mitzvah. <laughs> kids bar, bit, bar mitzvah. He wanted a comedian <laughs> in the bathroom, and my mm. job was to make fun of the kids when they came to the bathroom. Okay, first of all, that's yeah. illegal in a few states. I know. And, the um, DJ had to announce, like, there's going to be a 32-year-old man in the bathroom. We paid him was to there, be was here. There a background Just like check last year, kids. It was unbelievable. And I oh, thought... I thought it was a like a an elaborate prank on me the entire time going in. I was I thought this is going to be horrible if it is a real gig. <laughs> Did you tell him your name fun. was John Wayne Gacy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I would have done. I feel like there's pedophiles out <laughs> no now becoming a tickle monster. Yeah. Hi, hi kids, think of me as the white R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. You know, I, you show up in clown makeup. That makes the kids laugh, right? <laughs> oh, the kids love it. Oh, they love it. The kids oh love it. You know, you don't always, you can't always find a windowless van at no. the rental place. <laughs> no. Sometimes you just have to go. Candy's you know, not on location. enough. Oh my god. And even that Puppies. wasn't Puppies. enough to make me go. 
that it's that kills back anything I've ever heard. Yeah, You'll it be was, in the men's washroom. I'm assuming the men's washroom. I get a show in Kelowna, and after the show, it's a meth town. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, five guys were fighting for the right to punch me first. There's a brawl outside the venue, literally a fight, and the opener runs up to me because they're fighting to fight. Yeah, okay, well, we're not going to get out of here. I'm like, you know what happens with meth guys? They're going to want more meth, and they're going to leave. And they literally, one by one, stayed around, and they just walked off because they Did wanted more meth. Did you fight the meth. winner? Or? No, they oh. left. I would have oh, just, you know what, I'm such a sellout. I would have found a way to monetize that. Oh, I know. I yes, should have filmed absolutely. it. I should have filmed oh, this. Oh, my God, yes. 100%. Okay, Darren Frost, your show uh, is uh, it, Toronto Yuck Yucks Feb 22 yes. to 25. Was called Career Suicide, or as Carla calls it, Career Assisted Suicide. He didn't yeah. kill his career on his own. No. He had help from the Bonhomme. Many times. Just relax. Many times. It's now called Happy Thoughts. I guess you want to be more positive. Yeah. What's happened? Why? Uh, well, because what happened is there's a guy in New York who uh, did an off-Broadway <laughs> show, and now it's being turned into something for HBO so there's no point me trying by to the use same this name yeah okay. by the same okay. name for okay. suicide and it's a general term I don't own that term neither <laughs> does he but what's the point I'll just go with happy thoughts so this show what what because it's a musical if I remember your absolutely yeah. Yeah. and Hamilton. at the end I juggle yeah. dead babies yeah <laughs> well, hashtag dead you. babies <laughs> great closer <laughs> it, will, it has to be the closer I can't talk that and I your car has that. to be running yes <laughs> you know yeah you never you can't open with dead babies no. I've yeah. that oh was a poor choice I found that yes. out the wrong way at the oh. old age home they want they wanted something a little perky is that baby dead do you the know show is over. We're going to get so many emails. I hope so. People. At least this is a parenting show. That would be, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Tune in uh, next. Awkward, <laughs> equal host, opportunity, yeah. dead babies? Or yeah. All, yeah, all colors perfect. and sizes. Right. I don't care. Oh Kids got God. a disease. I'll do it. Well, we're <laughs> not fat shaming anyone. No. 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 The no, things no, that no. people usually Quite get into. Awesome. Yeah. I want Mike Ward's press. Come on. Let's bring this on. Human Rights Tribunal. Yes, bring it on. Let's get the serious. I just want eight babies almost dead. Is this what you want, Darren? Is this what you want? So your comedy can go forward? Darren I'll probably Frost. not invite it back. Anyway, DarrenFrost.com. Frost Happy Thoughts Part 2. Happy Thoughts is, uh, is Resurrection. actually... Resurrection. Yuck, yuck, February 22 to 25. Come on, you want to talk about Trump again? That was boring. This is entertaining. This says We didn't even touch audience. upon religion, okay? So everybody oh, yeah. settled Define down. Define mature. Okay, yeah. Carla, what subjects are off... Oh, we're uh, talking about dead babies. What's off limits? <laughs> what, uh, what's off limits? I, re- I firmly believe nothing is off limits. How about rape jokes? Because it's... um. Yep, I agree. Well, they should I, be allowed. I have to tell you, like, it, it depends what you... I mean, I could give you an example of... Give me a, an I example. Use. Okay, I, I talk about the fact that not only am I a lazy lover, I'm talking about my marriage, that I also have zero domestic skills. And this part is true. There is someone right now in Southern California breaking into people's homes and forcing women to cook at gunpoint. <laughs> and my husband and I were watching TV, and I went, I'd rather be raped, because you have to think of your own survival. It's one of my listen, but that's that's a joke about my lack right, of domestic you. skills. That's that is you. not a joke about. No, no you're not advocating it. You're saying yes. what yes. you would do. It, Did you get that's a problem? Because that's better for that's a better way out for me if a burglar, because right. I enjoy the word burglar, comes in, than me making fettuccine Alfredo, because then I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's anyway. Did I, you get in trouble? Did people complain? No, no, I have not been in trouble for that one. But I'm just saying that for me, I think Darren agrees. In case we, if it's funny, it's funny. Yes. Because I, I don't, I, I don't like to like women who talk about. Okay, I'll tell you what's out for me. Anybody who mentions that time of the month or yeah, I'm, I'm so bloated. Tired. No, I will, will run screaming on fire because I'm like a 14 year old boy. I yes. still can't say those words. Those are words I can't say. I have so yet to do I, that I don't too, like yeah. hack. So I think that that's what's off. You know what's not allowed? Yeah, crappy hack. Tired subjects. Yes. And that's KJ? The, that's well, good. my wife is Italian German. She's the best of World War Two, all rolled into one. <laughs> Beautiful. And and if I can joke about that, you can joke about anything. I don't think anything's off off limit as long as you do it right. 
Darren, I think. Yeah, that's a good point, right? If you like, if you have a reason why you're going up and doing this material, Mm -hmm. let the audience figure it out with you. Because the hack stuff that's just like, I'm going to offend people. Audiences aren't as dumb as we, for some reason, think they are now. Let them make that decision because I'll tell you that that fat will fall off the bone pretty quick if yeah, it's absolutely. a hack premise. Look, and no you don't one own said it. it better than Patrice O'Neill on Fox News yeah. when he talked about intent. Yeah. It's the intent yeah, of the joke. Exactly. Is the intent to be funny? Then uh, sometimes right. you have to make a pass, and the joke isn't that funny. Then they'll do it again. Yeah. But if the Good intent point. is to be funny, that's it, and that was what Patrice O'Neill said, and that's what I agree with. Excellent. We're going to break on that on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend Holly Garvey-Penny for HGP's Tips and Trends. Oh, thanks Sandra. Always so great to be here. So what's up these days? Well, Sandra, as you can imagine, I'm getting a lot of calls about affordability of owning a home in Toronto. But what if I told you the secret may be co-ownership? Oh, what's that? Yeah, well, it's ownership of a property by, let's say, two or more people as tenants in common. Together, they purchase the property, their names are registered on title, and it affords all of them a fabulous place to live that they otherwise couldn't afford. Oh, so it's like pooling their resources to buy property together. Yes, exactly. Pretty cool, eh? Oh, yeah. To be on the safe side, though, I always recommend speaking to a lawyer just to draft an agreement between everyone, but it's a fantastic and affordable way to live in a fabulous place and start building equity. Anyways, for anybody that I can help, call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HGP at BosleyRealEstate.com or 416-322-8000. Yes, thank you, Sandra. Inside Jokes, welcome back. I'm Sandra Carusi with a great... um, panel here, Carla Collins, Darren Frost, KJ Preston. We're talking a lot about uh, different things to joke about, what you can, what you can't. And, you know, I've talked a lot about my cancer and I've been wanting to incorporate it incorporate it in my stand-up. Uh, when I was at JFL, I interviewed Maria Bamford and she talks a lot about her depression and I asked her, she said, go for it, do the cancer jokes. Darren Frost has already done the cancer jokes. I haven't figured out my way yet, but we talked right off the top, Carla Collins, when we do have darkness in our life, we joke about it and you did a whole show about your mom's passing. Yeah, my mom came to every show. She actually was opening for me the last uh, couple oh, years of wow. her life. Yeah. And uh, so I wrote something called Laugh After Death because, I mean, I still haven't coped at all with my mom's show. Like, I'm a complete shell of a woman. I have to tell you, that's not oh. something that I'm over. But um, the stage was a great place to escape. And, and a lot of people don't talk about death. It's a, you know, it's a tough sell to get people. Mm-hmm. Except for and, Darren Frost. Yeah. Well, because well, Darren <laughs> we'll, knows, we'll de- death, is, yeah. death is hilarious. Yes, sure. first of all, it's going to happen. It's like yeah. taxes. It's going to yes. happen to everyone. And people, it's the one thing humans don't know how to handle. So they say all the wrong things. They compete yes. with you. They tell you how many people they lost that year, like you're yeah, on some type of Japanese <laughs> game show. They compare it to the death of their, like Mittens also died. I'm like, okay, that's not a fair comparison. It's a schnauzer. I can't go down down to the homeless shelter, pick out a French Canadian with white hair who drinks, and introduce <laughs> her as my shelter mom. Um, you know, there's, this is my rescue mom. And but there's only one joke I make, and KJ knows it's my favorite. And I know my mom would love it, but I just uh, said, you know, back in high school, my nickname was Bambi. Mm-hmm. I did Throwback Thursday, and everybody said, "Oh, look, it's Bambi." And I thought, you know, that name needs to make a comeback now because it really suits me more than ever because my mom's dead. And I got <laughs> that maybe gets three people laughing. <laughs> I think that's people, do, and the thing is, my mom would love that joke. I mean, I'm, 
obviously this whole the, the reason I have a whole show about my mom is because she was so awesome yeah. and had a great sense of humor and it's life. cathartic right it's healing come on that's final and it's when Andre yeah. Ruta died three minutes later I put oh. the joke that you know I hope his casket comes apart in three you know because it was so heavy <laughs> so you're come not on. just yeah. dead babies you talk everyone, about all death everyone okay. the second Mortar someone dies I'll, I'll make a joke and I'll yeah. tell you something when I die same thing uh, anything yes, you want to say I about agree. me on the table I got no problem with it and Andre would have been exactly into you would have laughed at that joke it's creepy actually because there was we when when they had the the wake thing for Joanna mm-hmm. Downey at Spirits at her old show. Yes, Andre went up and he did this joke and he was like, "There's a lot of people in this room that are that are out a lot of money tonight because everybody had bets last year that I'd be the next comic to go." Right. And he goes, "I'm missing a lot of money too because all my money was on Dean." And it's like, yeah, and that's the kind of like Tyler did a joke about sure. carrying somebody carrying Andre's scooter up to heaven, like, yeah. uh, and that's how Andre Listen, lived too. You know, and that's comic what comics are. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. healing in comedy. That's Absolutely. what we do around here. I'm, Darren, if you die, I'll just say you you won the mannequin challenge. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, just like, like on stage, right? Carla Collins, and um, thanks for coming. I know you're in L.A. You live there with your husband Tyron Power Jr. and your rescue mutt. So thanks for coming in and. Uh, Congratulations on all your success. You have this big show with KJ Preston, February 24th, Gilda's Comedy Beach Fest. God love you for doing this. Uh, for, of course, Gilda's House. Um, did I say that correct? Gilda's Club. Gilda's, Gilda's Club. Club. I always yeah. do that. Simcoe Muskoka. My That's first time playing Barry, too. And I hope tickets. it's no London, I'll tell you that. KJ, for tickets? <laughs> for tickets, yeah, you can email rally. the... Uh, yep, go ahead. Rally for Cancer at yeah, Live.com. Sorry. And I then Darren Frost, check him out at Yuck Yucks Feb 22 to 25 on his new show, Happy Thoughts, which is all happy. Bring your family. I think it's going to be a great yep. family. And affair. just one other thing Rank and Vile hits Ajax with Kenny Robinson and me March 2 to 4. Beautiful. Okay, and I want to thank my sponsors, of course, Holly Garby Penny Real Estate, um, Hakeem Optical, Against the Grain, right here, of course, Key, the Radisson Admiral, where I've spent in a fabulous <laughs> Valentine's and many a night. I'll tell you more about that on another show. Uh, <laughs> Lena Brockers Hair Design, and A Celebrity Limo for getting me to my gigs last weekend. I in a snowstorm. Yeah, the guy drove me from my gig with Andy Kim. Oh, like, didn't you nice? know him oh, as well? Nice. Didn't he drive you in an old Vans at one point with candy? <laughs> and puppies you're taking a limo around yeah i'm walking to to canceled shows in the snow like lou and davis for god's sake i know i'm so tacky so i went from an earthquake fundraiser in a limo how nice is that oh isn't that lovely for you to the frank spadone doo-wop show which was phenomenal i love those guys thanks for having me real earthquake fundraiser where's my limo where's my oh (laughs) sorry your life has been shattered and i I brought my hair woman on the side cavendish my driver's here (laughs) all the best to you and yours in 2017 thank you to my whole crew in the house uh Dean from Taco, Techie Tom, Vince, Courtney. Thank you. Please join us every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. You can check out past episodes on Talk Radio AM 640 uh, on the website. And check out all our social media for fun stuff. We're doing all the listings now on the FB page on Inside Jokes. So please watch live comedy, support live comedy. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Now it's time for your weekly comedy listings right here on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This Monday, don't miss the return of Meme Wars, live at Toronto's famous comedy bar. Chantel Morostica guest co-hosts with me, Dean. Stand-up and meme roasts featuring Nigel Grinstead, Shirley Whalen, Jacob Balshan, and comedy duo Hot Cousin. Tickets at ComedyBar.ca. Tuesday night, don't miss Brew Haha at the Lansdowne Brewery in Toronto's West End, brought to you by Toronto Comedy All-Stars. And catch our guest this week, Darren Frost, at Yuck Yucks in downtown Toronto with his new Happy Thoughts show. 
And if you're tuning in from on the road, Carla Collins headlines the Gilda's Beach Club fundraiser for Rally for Cancer at the Ferndale Banquet Hall in Barrie. And see our own Sandra Carusi live on stage at La Festa della Donna, coming up March 11th at the Da Vinci Banquet Hall in Woodbridge. Hi, it's Techie Tom, this week's Comedy Rx featuring Carla Collins. Can we talk about Beyonce for a moment? The new album, Lemonade. Yeah, that's her revenge album. Mine's coming out too, it's grapefruit juice. It's even more bitter. The thing is, you know, we love Queen Bay. I understand respect, so it's a whole album about how Jay-Z cheated on her. And Becky with the good hair was, I think, sort of the whitish chick that he cheated on her with. But have you heard the lyrics? At one point, Beyonce says about the woman who cheated with Jay-Z, I'm going to wear your skin. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, come on, guys, it's a pop song. Isn't that a little over the top? Pull it back, Beyonce. I mean, she, that's some Buffalo Bill shit. That's some, that's some somebody spending time in the well, you know? <laughs> Fattening up and lotioning up. Holy crap, that's terrifying. Like, are three of her ex-boyfriends just drum kits? God, in her studio? Take it easy. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer, Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern, Tevin. Check us out on social media at InsideJoke640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM640. Thank you.